Hello, and welcome to episode 35. I'm your host, Sarah Chappé. And I'm your other host, Jake Cooley. The Relatively Relatable Podcast is a weekly podcast about life, trends, and advice from two people who have no business giving it. Relatively Relatable is brought to you by Blank Slate Link, and to find out more, you can head to our Instagram page at Relatively Relatable Pod. So, Jake. Yes, Sarah. I had somebody else tell me that. Um, I can't remember who it was, but they agreed that the So Jake can never go away now. I mean, yeah, that's our thing. Yeah, but like sometimes I feel like I'm just saying it, you know? Yeah. But like I feel like people depend on it. It's the only constant in this world right now. I wanted to let you know that I'm wearing blank slate hat and a blank slate t-shirt today dang look at you and i just i just realized that oh you didn't even mean to do it and i've been wearing it all day (laughs) that's what stefan does too he rocks the the bs link life bs link Mm -hmm. so what's up (sighs) i mean i don't feel like i can like tell because that's what the episode's about so I don't want to be like, oh, this is what's new, and then be like, now I'm going to tell you more, you know? Yeah. Well, why not? Well, I mean, you should go first then. About what? Like, what's new with you? How's life? Like, what's going on? Oh. um, Nothing. Okay. <laughs> Nothing's new. Man, quarantine's really, on. really done it to us. Yeah, I I was I did go out of town last weekend, which was nice. Yes. I went to Oklahoma City for three days, two days, or something. So that that was fun. I mean, I got to <laughs> sit in the car for five hours, and then uh, my girlfriend was in a wedding, so <clears throat> uh, we drove up, drove down uh, Wednesday night, so we got in there like super late like twelve thirty a.m mm-hmm. uh, but then thursday i got up and i worked for a while on my on my laptop and then uh, she and i went out to brunch together and then got some ran some errands and then i worked for the rest of the day just on my laptop mm-hmm. and then friday she was in the wedding and the wedding was on friday so um she wasn't really home or around the yeah. whole day so i actually got a full days of work full day of work in um which sounds super lame but i was really excited about it because uh i i don't like taking time off from work like getting like taking pto to then just like go sit around yeah you know yeah so like it was really nice that was a good thing about the fact that we've been in quarantine and still technically are like not working from the office because I didn't have to like really twist my manager's arm to like let me work from yeah. Oklahoma City. Yeah. You know, I told them that I was going to be out of town <clears throat> just for like transparency's sake. You know, if there's a reason that I needed to go in, I didn't want to seem like I was hiding anything. Yeah. But I was like, hey, here's my plan. Um, I would be working from home anyway. So can I just work from home from Oklahoma City <laughs> from yeah. someone else's home? And they didn't have a problem with it, which was pretty cool. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if typically they let people do that, like during times when we are all in the office, but I'm really hoping that now that's like a culture shift that we're going to have. Yeah. Like if I'm going to be out of town for a few days, but like I know two of those days 
I'm mostly just going to be sitting around like, can I work and not take PTO for right. that amount of time? Uh, so we'll see what happens. But in the near term, it was really nice to be able to do that because I didn't have to take any PTO. And I was actually uh, really productive. Sometimes like in situations like that, I think my productivity increases because I feel like I have to be more productive for them to know, like to trust that I can do things like this more often. Yeah. You know, like the first couple of weeks that we were working from home, I was like hella productive yeah. compared to like, not that I'm unproductive in the office, but I was like really busting my butt to like prove that I could do it. I yeah. don't know. I don't know why I'm that way, but it works out. Yeah. So yeah, I actually, I got quite a bit done while we were down there and uh, yeah. So that's really all that's going on. The pool opened at my apartment finally. There we go. Um, so I've been pooling a little bit. I got <laughs> the weirdest sunburn, which is how it always goes. I don't get it. I don't get that. I don't either. Yeah. So everyone who doesn't, everyone who doesn't know, I have this tendency of like, before I thought it was just because I'm bad at putting on sunscreen, <laughs> which like in previous cases, that was probably true because like I would put it on when I was drunk and like had already been in the sun. So I get like really splotchy sunburns mm -hmm. right and it's like it looks like it's obvious that you just missed spots with sunscreen mm -hmm. okay but the last couple years i've like been trying really hard because number one i cannot stand when you get a sunburn and then everybody tells you about it like i hate when people are like oh my gosh you are really sunburned or like <laughs> oh it looks like you got some sun or herkader it's like yeah i know i am in pain like you don't have to remind me that i'm red so one of the main reasons i don't like getting sunburned is not because of the discomfort but just because of like i hate being embarrassed and i hate when people like bring it up constantly mm -hmm. uh so that's number 1 but then the other thing is like i get these really weird sunburns and so not only is it bad enough for someone to tell me I'm sunburned, but it looks like I have a skin condition. <laughs> like it looks like I had a rash, but it's like not a rash. Uh, so this last weekend, I like, I knew I was going to be out at the pool for a little bit. And I like went out on my patio with spray sunscreen, which I feel like is easier to like get even, mm -hmm. you know? And I like, for like, what felt like five minutes was like spraying myself. I made sure like every spray I like overlapped 50% of the next spray. So there was like no mist skin. Yeah. And I had my girlfriend spray down my back and she like really went to town on it. And somehow I have like one streak of not sun, not sunburnt on my stomach. And I have like these weird patches. I put on SPF 70 on my shoulders and they got fried somehow. Like, I don't know if it's because my skin is just like translucent now because I don't see the sun ever. But like I don't get it because when I was in high school, I used to get super tan because hmm. I was like, you know, outside all the time. But now I'm outside like once a week for in the summer and I don't know. Maybe um, you're allergic to sunscreen now. But it's not like it definitely feels like a sunburn. Yeah. You know, it like it doesn't itch or anything like yeah. it doesn't really look like a rash. It's just like. If you didn't know that I was in the sun, you'd think that I, like, yeah, was rolling around in acid or something. <laughs> it's just, like, it's so strange. But I don't know. If anyone has similar experiences and has a, a, a solution, please let me know. Because, like, I was going to go to the pool last night after work and just, like, hang out. But I was afraid. I was, like, embarrassed to take my shirt off because I didn't want people to be, like, 
that Dalmatian looking guy over there has something wrong with him. You know? Yeah. I'm very I'm very self conscious about these things. Yeah. So. I don't think anyone else would have noticed, but I get that, no, too. They would have. Oh. <laughs> they would have. It it's it was that it's that bad. It's like it's like just now today, a couple of days later, starting to like even out. Yeah. In terms of tone. But <laughs> that night, so I I was at the pool from like eleven to three or something. Um, and then that evening I went and had a, a, one of my friends from work had people over to grill and I, I had mentioned something about like, yeah, I was outside or I was out at the pool most of the day. And one of the guys goes, is that how you got your, uh, skin tone there? Cause like <laughs> my leg, I tried to cut, like, you couldn't tell by my arms. Like it was just on my chest and back that it was like all splotchy. Yeah. But then on my right leg, like just this one strip of my sh- uh, shin was burnt and like nothing else was so like that's how, that was like the one thing you could tell and I wasn't gonna wear jeans because it was hot out but uh yeah I was like yeah yeah that, that's how me. I got my tone yeah got my skin t- skin tone that way yeah so that's my rant about the sun uh as much as I love it I hate it yeah that was a big that you had something to talk about yeah, I had to get it off my chest, apparently. Yeah, that's okay. And, you know, it's gonna. I'm going to probably say the same thing next week because I'm planning on going to the pool this weekend and uh, just going to roll with the punches, I guess. Yeah, the uh, same thing. Well, not the same thing, but happened to me at the lake last weekend. I bought this new, like, tanning lotion, and I was like, ooh, it has, like, SPF in it, too, so I can just use this. Yeah, like SPF 1. It was SPF 4, yeah. Yeah. And I crisped my butt cheeks. And, um, I don't know. That's a new thing for me this year. I've burnt them twice already. Your butt cheeks? Yeah. But, you, you know, it's not a like... particularly cheeky swimsuit? No. But, you know, your normal life, your cheeks aren't just like... Are you, are you spending more time cheeks up than you normally do? Um, I probably lay on my stomach more because it's easier to look at my phone. Mm. But I was at the lake and then I was like, oh, this feels really burnt and then it was like two days later and I had to put my swimsuit on to go swim but it was like my one piece and I have to like slide Mm -hmm. the whole thing up my body and I was like oh my gosh this hurts and I like lifted my swimsuit up to see and it just like kept going and I was like where's the end like where's the like white part and it's like (laughs) it's like a v like I don't know how I was sitting or if I had a wedgie or something but it was like it's peeling now and it's just this strip on my butt cheek it's the weirdest wow. thing. All right. Summer, man. Summer. Summer dreams. Yeah. Summer flings. <laughs> Summer, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so. <laughs> I'm out of things to say about that, I guess. For this episode, I thought I, since I've officially hit one year, I thought I would uh, talk about. My Iron Man in full and not in pieces yeah. like I normally do. All right. All right, all right, all right. Sounds great. <laughs> I'm here for the ride. So for those of you who don't know or just now knowing, um, the last year I have been, and when I say year, I legit mean I started training in July of 2019 and I just finished on Saturday, my one year of training for a half Ironman. 
which is a 1.2-mile swim, 56-mile bike ride, and a 13.1-mile run. And the goal is all under, like, eight hours. I think the time cap is, like, eight hours. My friend, like, called me the other day, and she was asking me about it. And I was like, I was, you know, I'm kind of like, I didn't want anyone to come out to Madison and watch me because I was like, oh, my gosh, what if they come and I, like, get disqualified? And she's like, well, why would you get disqualified? And I was like, well, I could get time capped. And she's like, they have a time cap on it? I'm like, yeah, it's like eight hours. And she's like, well, that makes sense because like, then you could just like go really slow the whole time. And like, yeah. and I was like, yeah, but it's kind of an, aggra- I feel like it's kind of aggressive. Eight hours, like you have to really be, you could pretty much walk the 13 miles, but. Is that true? That would be if you did like a pretty good pace for the swim and the bike. Yeah, you could I mean, walk the most of it, but I I had my bike was fast enough that I could have walked the the thirteen miles. Thirteen miles? I don't think that's. I don't think you could. You don't think I physically could walk thirteen miles? No, I mean like, how long would it take you to do the other two things? So, well, you are you're given an hour and ten minutes to swim a mile. So if you get under that, and then you're given four hours to do the bike. So if you get under that. Then whatever How long the, is the bike again? Fifty-six miles. Oh my god! So I was I was averaging like I would do it in like three and a half. Hmm. So depending on how you're doing, you you know you could you could give yourself some room to do a, a walk run at the mo- you know at least. I suppose, yeah. Um. So yeah. Anyways, I had never done an Ironman. I had never done an endurance sport. I had never done. The most I had done was a half marathon, and I walked most of it. Mm. So, I was like... I've never done even that. You haven't done a half marathon? No. I ran four miles like six months ago, and I'm still sore. (laughs) And that was the furthest I had ever run. Really? It was like a 5K, yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I've... Yeah. I've never had any desire at all to sign up to go run, to pay money to go run. (laughs) You can't even pay me to run. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I've never done a half marathon. Interesting. Um, and no, it's not a goal of mine. And no, I'm not going to make it a goal of mine to any of you who are saying, Jake should do a half marathon for the podcast. No, no, I'm not going to. But Lauren was going to do one. She is still. Oh. Yeah, they, they postponed it to October. Okay. Uh, so she has just, just this week started her training again. Yikes. Yeah. Good luck, but Lauren. She she knew um a while ago that it was gonna get postponed. So it's not yeah. like she, you know, had been training like she had stopped for like two months or so. Right. Cause her race was kind of like at the beginning of quarantine. It was like in April. Is that true? I don't know. I forgot. I think so. Yeah, I just know it's beginning of October now. Nice. Once things pass, I forget when they happen. So like, <laughs> I, know, I, I, don't I don't have, have to keep any. track. I don't have to keep track of that date anymore. <laughs> like I, I literally couldn't tell you when it was. So. I feel like the last like eight to ten weeks were just like a fever dream. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't remember uh, anything about April. <laughs> no. In most of May. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> like, either. Those were like the dark, the darkest points of quarantine. <laughs> like I was. At the beginning, it was, like, fun. Uh, this is, this shouldn't be another quarantine episode, but, like, at the beginning, it was, like, kind of fun and new, yeah. you know? And, like, every weekend, I was like, oh, yeah, I get to, like, eat brunch and drink again this weekend, <laughs> blah, 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 or 
<laughs> you know, and then by like March, I'm like, am I really going to keep doing this yeah. every weekend? And then by May, I'm like, am I an alcoholic? <laughs> like, this is all I do now. And it's so like now, that. At, at least the pool's open now. It's the only like. <laughs> it's like that episode of SpongeBob where Squidward does the same thing over and over. And he's like really excited at the beginning. He like goes to the mm-hmm. store. And then like by the end, he's like, ugh, ugh. Right. Yeah, it is exactly like that. Like we would go to the store for fun. Yeah. You know, find reasons to go to the store. We went to the, we would like walk to the liquor store. Yeah. We we're like, oh my gosh, this is so funny. We're walking to the liquor store. Just to like drink. And by like this, the sixth week that you walk to the liquor store, you're like, I, I need to stop. I'm, doing this. Yeah. I need to go to AA. Yeah. But the funny thing is, so like my county is basically out, you know, like it's mostly back to normal mm-hmm. in my county, other than the fact that I'm still working from home. Like, and people wear masks. Like, you can go out to eat and, mm-hmm. like, you know, when we do that. But, like, not much has really changed in yeah. the world of my life. Yeah. Like, I still am mostly at home. It's just knowing that I could go somewhere if I wanted to. That's, yeah. And, like, being able to go out of town without, like, really having to worry about it was really nice. Yeah. I went to the Ozarks a couple week ago, weeks ago, and I was really scared for my life. Yeah. it's, like, the breeding ground of grossness out there. But yeah. Anyway, we were talking about your race. Yes. So, uh, I did this. I decided to do this um, a year ago after I had some what? Wow. Oh, my gosh. What? (laughs) My brain just, like, stopped working. After I had watched some documentaries about, like, really incredible athletes. And we even did an episode about um, impressive athletes a while ago. It was, like, one of our first episodes. It was. And... My, like, big inspiration and, like, role model um, that, like, pushed me to do this was the documentary Kim Swims. And, like I said, if you want to, like, hear more about it, go listen to that episode or watch the documentary. It's on Amazon for free, Amazon Prime. It has ads, but it's free on Amazon Prime. So, if you need Mm. something new to watch, uh, I highly recommend it. But I watched it, and she almost died doing one of her swims by swimming through like a field of jellyfish and Oof. she's like getting interviewed and she's like, yeah, I think about it. And like, was it worth it? Yes. And you're like, okay, yeah. Cause you like accomplished like a pretty incredible goal. And she's like, would I do it again? Absolutely. And I was just like, oh man, I like do not love anything that much. Like I just, I've never been put in a position where I work so hard for something that I would be like, there's no quitting. You know, she was like right. 50 yards from finishing her goal. And she's like, yeah, I'll just die for this. And I'm like, can't relate. Cannot <laughs> relate <laughs> at all. Right. And so it was just kind of like challenging. It was like convicting of me. I was in a period of my life where like I just felt really unmotivated. And so I was like, let's do a half Iron Man. That seems really impossible for me in my life right now. And... <laughs> Like, let's just do that it. seems really impossible. Let's do that. <laughs> and one of my friends even asked, she's like, have you done like a sprint or an Olympic distance before? And Stefan was like, no, Sarah's kind of like an all in type of person. And I was like, yeah, like. Well, you did choose the half. Okay. So someone did say that to me. They said I- they literally were like, maybe I'll do a full. And I was like, okay. And they're like, I mean, like, why half ass it and do the half? They said that to me, and I was like, okay. Okay, I didn't mean it like that. I was just saying, like, if you were really all in, you know, I know, yeah, I would have done the full thing. But I, 
I let myself know you won't be, you just won't be able to do the full. I just knew. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was probably the more feasible <laughs> of the two. Like I've, I couldn't train and do a full, like I, I really yeah. don't think I could. It takes, so. it takes a while. And there's even people that train years and they don't finish their full just because of how right. intense it is on your body. But so I decided to do the half and I started training like a little bit. I signed up for the Y and like went swimming and all of this. And like, I hadn't really signed up for it yet. Like sign up for the one I wanted to do wasn't open. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, this is fun. Like I'm training. Ha ha ha. And so what I, what I did was I did three phases of training. I I knew from where I was starting, I needed to train to be able to train. So mm-hmm. I trained like I was going to be doing an Olympic distance, which is just pretty much half of what a half is. So mm-hmm. that on day one, when training for a half started, that was like my base level. I knew I could at least do day one or like week one. But then it came time to like sign up and it was like, I'd probably been like training, quote unquote training, like, oh, let's run for 30 minutes today. And like, let's bike. It's a long time. It's, yeah. It's a long time to run. (laughs) And so we get to the point where I'm supposed to sign up and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to now. Cause like. Then it's real. Then it's real. And it's expensive. Like. Race people who do races, you know that like just doing a half, it's like eighty bucks, like a half marathon. Right. You know, it's like expensive, and so then I'm sitting there and I'm like filling it all out, and I'm getting ready to go pay for it, and I'm like stressing out, like freaking out. And you can get like race insurance, so if you like get hurt or I, there was like a list of stuff, but basically the big thing is like if you get hurt and you can't race, you get I don't know like three fourths of your thing, your whatever back. Yeah, And Stefan was like, no, you can't get race insurance because you have to do it then. I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, fair. So I sign up and I immediately pooped everything in my body out because I was so scared. <laughs> so nervous. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that like that first like 16 weeks from like July to December, I was like super nervous because I was trying to train to become prepared. And I Mm -hmm. kept feeling like, oh no, I'm not going to be able to like do this. Cause I kept like forgetting I was just training. Like I was like in pre-training. Right. Which I'm glad I did because then once I started training, training, it was like a very easy transition into just like upping my workouts. Like my body was used to like the load it took on because I went from training like I don't know, five times a week to nine. And, yeah. you know, you're tired at first, but your body adjusts pretty quickly to that. Right. Um, and then I did basically my half Ironman training twice, <laughs> which <laughs> I do not recommend doing. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a lot. It was, but it was good for me because I had never ridden a road bike before. I had never swam long distance before. So it was like, it just gave me, it gave me room to like, if I needed to redo a week or like, you know, yeah. do a distance again, I could, which I did right. do a lot. Um, So that was kind of like training and then quarantine hit. And uh, mm. the pretty much the minute I saw other races getting canceled, I just stopped training altogether. <laughs> My race hadn't even been canceled yet. 
And I literally was just like not training at all. It Mm. was just like, I don't know if I was the only, I'm probably not the only one because I'm in like a Facebook group for like Ironman people. Ironman. Ironman people. Yeah. (laughs) And I couldn't. And I was like reading all everyone's comments and they're like, I'm just not training. Like I don't, it was just so mental. Like the minute the pools got closed, like you can like do stuff like, oh, okay, I'll lift instead. But you like know in the back of your head, you're significantly unprepared now. Yeah. And just like, I mean, even just you saying like your like routine just becomes like totally upended and you're like, you can't even just like make yourself go for like a 10 mile bike ride just to get out and move or like you can't even make yourself work out at home. And so, yeah, that was just like pretty disheartening to end such a good year on. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like you just get done doing all of this hard work and then they're like, psych. Yeah. So what I did was, since I I, re, I hadn't been able to swim, all of the pools were closed since March. And in Nebraska, it was still pretty cold. So I'm not going to like go swim at the lake. And uh, so the pools opened up at the beginning of maybe the, towards the end of May, beginning of June. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to take the week I was supposed to race and do 70.3 miles. And but split it up over the course of a week, which ended mm-hmm. up being six sprint triathlons a day or not six a day oh no (laughs) yeah that's a lot that's too many one a day for six days sure (laughs) and so i swam like 400 to 450 yards i biked like 10 to 11 miles and then i ran two to three miles a day and then saturday i ended with a 450 swim 12.4 mile bike and then a 3.1 mile run which is like a pretty Mm -hmm standard sprint distance right right (laughs) what so yeah that was like my race week was race day and all week Stefan was like isn't that crazy like the distance you'd be doing in one day you're doing in six and I'm like oh my gosh why did you say that to me yeah I don't ever want to do this again (laughs) yeah do Um, you uh I mean you don't really know for sure but do you think it would have been more challenging to do it all in one day. Or what do you feel like the cumulative wear by the end of the week was more challenging? I think because I had stopped training, I went from training nine times a week to like two. So I think just because of that, it would have been worse to do it all in one day. Had I been training and stuck with my training, I think it would have been the same because Mm. like by Saturday, once we got done, like I was everyone else that came to like watch and like cheer me on and like was there, like took a nap at our house and they were like exhausted. And I was like (laughs) awake. I was like, fine. Like my body had is really, my endurance was fine. And like my, I wasn't like gassed by the end, Uh but like, I could just tell I was a little like not conditioned, like my muscles and my joints. Right. But I was like recovered. So Hmm. I don't know. So the. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing I was most curious about was like your recovery doing that every day for a week. I was like very 
I was very conscious and mindful of what I was doing. I didn't do anything else all day, like all week. And Mm -hmm. I gave myself two hours between each like workout during the week. So I would swim, rest for two hours, bike, rest for two hours and then run, Mm. which also helped me stay on schedule because as the week went on, like by Wednesday and Thursday, I could tell if I wasn't going to stick to that, I'd be like, oh, I'll like bike. And then I would like, I'll run. Like I Mm. would, I would just be stretching it out all day. Yeah. So I made sure I like got up by nine, was at the pool by 10. You know, Mm -hmm. I was trying to like keep a good schedule so that my body knew when it was coming and when it could recover. Right. And then Saturday I did it like without rest. So that was like, I was definitely tired. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) So did, have you heard like how Saturday went? No, I haven't heard anything about it. Okay. So I feel like Saturday was race day where like all week is a challenge, you know, to do that every single day. My right. watch by the end of Saturday was like, you're overtraining. You need to stop. Yeah. It was like sending me alerts and it's like, calm down. Yeah. It was like, you've burned 3000 calories every single day. This is not your normal for the last right. eight weeks. Like you're right. in danger zone. So like, it was definitely like hard on my body and it's taking me like three or four days of recovery. Mm-hmm. But Saturday was like the day it was all leading up to my friend Joanna was doing the whole thing with me. So I had like someone to do it with. We had people, mm-hmm. our friends coming to like cheer us on. And I was just like so nervous. I woke up at like 630 or 7 and I just felt like sick to my stomach. You know when you're going to mm-hmm. like compete mm-hmm. and you just like have the hot snakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The hot snakes. The hot snakes. And just like you don't know if you actually have to pee because it's like nerve like nerves and I just felt like nauseous. Like I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't imagine how I would feel if I was actually at Madison doing this. I would throw up. Right. Like I had never felt that nervous before. And I don't know if it was like my body just knew this is the day we've been trying to get to all year. Right. And it was like all this adrenaline of a year, but it was like so crazy because I'm like, there's nothing riding on this. Like there's (laughs) nothing. Nobody cares. Yeah, but you built it up to some degree in your mind. Yeah, right? I wanted like to you do had good. Hyped it up, and you wanted it to be a thing that you could hang your hat on yeah. for a year's worth of training. And yeah, and you want to like you don't want to go, and all your friends come watch you, and you just like choke either. Right. Then, that was the other thing was you had people coming to watch. Yeah, if I was just doing it myself, it'd be like meh, whatever, okay. Right. Um. So we get to Branch Joke, and we got lost. So obviously that was fun. Um. <laughs> <laughs> And we got there and we're getting like all set up and I'm just like getting so nervous. I'm just getting so anxious and I have to be careful because if I don't um, keep my heart rate down, I'll like blow up really fast at the beginning because of the adrenaline Mm -hmm. and my body because I Mm -hmm. my body has a hard time of knowing what's adrenaline and stress and like my heart condition. (laughs) Right. It'll be just be like you need to put out all this effort. Yeah. And I knew I was like, do not go out hot on the swim. Like you're going to want to, and you're going to want to try mm-hmm. and keep up with Joanna. And she's like, really, she's like, I don't know, three inches taller than me. So I'm like, right. even if she's further ahead of me, she's got like a huge wingspan on me. Like, right. you know? Yeah. So I was like, okay, just do, that's like my only thing. We didn't know how far we were going. We were just going kind of based off what my watch said. Mm-hmm. We kind of like had little points and we get out to our first one. And I was like, 
oh no, this is only 75 yards. We had to go out like 225. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we're like, okay. So our friend Luke and Ashley and Sydney were like kayaking next to us to like, yeah. you know, and they're like, okay, yeah. we'll go. <laughs> we'll go out further. It was like super windy. So I'm getting like smashed by these waves and I'm just like, mm. oh my gosh, I need to practice open water swimming because it is not the same at the Y. Right. Those right. those ladies doing water aerobics do not <laughs> do not create the not waves. The same kind of tide. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but it was like I'm a strong swimmer. So the only thing was that I was just like kind of getting in my head and I was like freaking out. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm mm-hmm. going so slow. And like the one thing I hate about like doing races with people or competitions with people is if I'm behind or if like you're running or biking or doing whatever and you slow down your pace to keep up with me, like, mm-hmm. don't do that. Just like go, yeah. you know, right? like I'm fine. I know my mm-hmm. pace is like, don't do not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I think, I don't know if this is true, but I think Joanna was kind of like, I think she could have dusted me on the swim like a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Okay. Um, which she might say she couldn't, but she just looked strong. Like she looked like she had more effort in it and maybe she was saving sure. it, which sure. will come in handy later in the story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we get done and I look down at my watch to see, make sure we got the right distance. And we had done 550 yards instead of 450. And oh. I did it at my 400 pace. So okay. I gasped. Yes. I, my pace in the pool is usually like 220 is like what I'm shooting for per 100 yards, mm-hmm. which is a pretty like conservative pace because the other thing was I'm training for eight hour race, whereas like right. a sprint is like two and under. Mm-hmm. So I'm like training to just be here forever. I'm not ready right. to sprint. <laughs> I'm not ready to go out hot. And so I was like, I've made a huge mistake. I. I'm going to die. This is how it ends. <laughs> like, I just know. <laughs> yeah. Right. So we go to our first transition and I'm feeling just kind of like a little flustered because I'm like, oh, crap. I like went out way too hot. This is just going to, I just know how this is going to end. Like, yeah. I don't, I'm going to have to try and keep up with me, jo- Joanna and Jordan. Like we had di- different people doing different sections with us. Mm. I was like, oh no. And like, they're going to have to try and like bike back with me. And it's just going to be such a, uh, you know, I don't know why Mm -hmm. that's such a thing. I just don't wait for me. (laughs) I'll be fine. Right. Right. So we get going on the bike and the bike is by far my strongest, which is crazy because I'd never like ridden a bike before. (laughs) Like this. Like this. Okay. But like a road bike is like a whole different beast. It's kind of scary. It's a little different. And yeah. riding on the highway, man, people do not care. Very different. Very different. Riding on the highway is kind of nerve-wracking. Yeah. I used to do that, too. Yeah, it, it's not great. You have to be, like, really confident in yourself as it's a It's nice because the shoulder is wide. Yeah. Like, on a, a real highway, not, like, on a rural highway. Yeah. The shoulder is pretty wide, so... It's actually, I'm usually more confident riding on the highway than I am like in town, mm-hmm. even on a, like even in the bike lane in town because mm-hmm. it's so like so close to other cars. But yeah, you get like a big semi flying down oh, and yeah. blast you with wind. Yeah. yeah. It's not fun. No. And like you really can't do anything. I mean, obviously, because you're just mm-hmm. like there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 
I mean, I've done this like loop before, so I knew exactly what to anticipate and I knew when it was going to hurt. And, uh, there was, there just came a point where there's just like this slow grade and I just felt great on the bike. I think I got like a good high going and Mm -hmm. adrenaline push. And I just kind of like buckled in and I like turned to see, cause you can kind of hear like people behind you biking and on that road, it's really hard to tell if it's a car coming or if it's like them coming up behind you. Right. And so I like turned to look and I did not see them anywhere. Like I pulled so mm. far ahead. <laughs> I was like, well, I really hope they're okay. Cause Joanna had yeah. made a comment that like, she might not be able to do the whole thing cause she wasn't like training and she hadn't like eaten breakfast. And so I was like, well, I hope she's okay. And I hope I'm going the right way. Cause I do not have my phone with me. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I was like, well, I'm just going to do the route I know and I'll eventually meet up with everybody. Our like our tw- like our transition zone was just kind of on the side of the road, on the side mm-hmm. of this highway. Um, and so I was just biking till I saw my people that were going to help right. me. And we were on the side of the road and I'm like transitioning and I could tell like I felt good coming off the bike. But once I got off the bike, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is a thing we're doing now. And I that's one thing that I think I should have or something I'll learn for next time is I should have taken just like an extra minute or two to like right. take a deep breath and like calm down. And in a normal race, especially the one in Madison. I won't have everybody with me, the transition zone, you're by yourself because you just right. you know, have all your stuff. I was like very overwhelmed by there being like six people asking me what I needed or like yeah, taking my bike for me, taking my helmet, like, okay, who's got what? And do you need this? Do you need this? And like people like shoving water in my face because we did my thing. I was like, I will not pass out. And if I pass out, like mm. I will, I won't quit unless I like black out and that's not going to happen. Right. And so people were trying to like cool me down and I was starting to cramp up a little bit. So my mom was having me like drink mustard, which was just like mm. the worst yeah. thing ever. I remember doing that when I was playing football. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like sipping uh, mustard on the sideline yeah. and it gets stuck in your like your uh, chin strap and shit. Oh, it terrible. It was horrible. I don't know what I was expecting. I was like, yeah, it's fine. It's mustard. Like I know that flavor. But that but being when you the have only- like cotton mouth too, <laughs> yeah. and like, yeah, it tastes like vomit when you're doing that. It was the worst thing ever. She's like, "Do you want any more?" I'm like, "No, I right. would rather cramp up." You couldn't have brought like a banana or <laughs> literally anything, anything else, pickle juice. Yeah, pickle juice. Yeah, olives. So she had um, oranges, and I wish I would have just taken like that extra ninety seconds to like eat the oranges then. Because I was mm. like, oh, I'll eat them while I'm running or like on the mm. run, I can eat them. Yeah. I think I just needed to like decompress and like calm down and like catch my breath. But I was like, I was so hyped that I was so far ahead of Jordan and Joanna. I was like, I want to keep this distance because I know I'm a slow runner and they're going to catch me. Right. Not that it was a run, but you know. It was a run. I mean, a race. a race. <laughs> but you want to like, you know. Yeah. Having it be a race kind of gave it that like adrenaline push too. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. you're going against sure. somebody else and I'm competitive. So that gave me a good hype, but 
um yeah that's something I was like later on I was like I could have avoided a lot (laughs) in this Mm. run Mm -hmm. so I get going and um I have so like my heart condition a big thing is that like I don't have good circulation my body once it starts overheating if I feel like I'm overheating it's already too late like Mm. I'm overheated and I'm probably not gonna be upright for much longer and when you get off the bike like your quads are just full of lactic acid. And so mm-hmm. a normal person, your body circulates that lactic acid throughout the rest of the body. Mm-hmm. My body just shoots it down into my calves. Mm. And so I had socks on, but not like compression socks. So they just mm-hmm. went up to like the middle of my calf. And then I had an ankle brace on my left ankle. And then I have my shoes on. My shoes are tied too tight. And so you could see my calves starting to swell. Like mm-hmm. you could see it. And it is mm-hmm. the most painful thing ever. Like, yeah, that sounds gnarly. I don't know if anyone else has experienced it, but like I used to get it sometimes um, when I would do CrossFit and I would like do a lot of jump rope. Mm-hmm. It is so painful. It is so painful. And normally I can start to feel it in my ankles and then like, I can like shake it out or like stretch, but it was happening so quickly. I could feel it coming up my calves and into my knees. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, like I'm kind of worried. (laughs) And so since it was happening so fast, my brain was like sending me signals of like survival mode because like I'm in so much pain and my body's trying to protect itself because um, it's broken and like can't (laughs) regulate heat. (laughs) Mm hmm. And so then, so Joanna just like, she's not even in the picture. She's past me already. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like scooting my little feet along. And she comes up next to me. She's like, come on, we can do this. I'm like, no. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Go without me. <laughs> I'm just like running like a potato and like, I'm just like, don't look at me. Just like, call uh-huh. me. <laughs> I turn behind, like around and there's like 15 cars backed up behind me. Cause like no mm. one wanted to pass us. Right. And I was like, just Which go. Is weird. Just, yeah. I'm like, what the frick? There's like plenty of room. Go. You didn't mind passing me on the bike and you almost smoked me on the dam. Right. Right. There was a truck that almost like literally hit me because they were too lazy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean, if you're gonna do it, do it. Put me out of my misery. <laughs> <laughs> Quit messing around. Right. Go for <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. So we're on the I'm on the run and Stefan and Ashley were just, I think they thought that I like needed the push of like, oh, I'm walking because I'm tired. Mm. But like, I felt great the whole race. I felt great, but I could not communicate to them how much pain I was in because my brain was trying to process like what was important. Right. So I would like try to walk and then like Ashley and Stefan would be like, you have to keep moving. And I'm like, I can't. And I think they thought it was because I was tired or that I was overheating or like I was just hot. And mm-hmm. I was like, I just need to walk. And Stefan's like, no, you can do this. Let's run. Like you just have to keep moving. And finally my brain was just like, like I snapped and I like turned to them and I was like, I need you both to stop talking right now. I just need mm-hmm. a minute. And I'm like Mm -hmm. bent over on the side of the road, just trying to breathe because I needed to be able to listen to what my body was telling me. Mm -hmm. And since I didn't rest, 
in the transition zone to listen to what my body was telling me and I was overwhelmed by what everybody else was saying. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to like check in and see what I needed. I didn't stretch my calves out. I didn't, you know, I just wasn't able to like go through the like process that I probably should have. Right. So I was like on the side of the road, like freaking out. And I was like trying to figure out what was wrong, how I could fix it without having to stop because I was like, quitting is not an option. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to just die here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were out naturally we weren't right? even <laughs> at a mile yet so i was like that was like playing in i'm like oh my god i have so far i have like three more miles and yeah you know what three miles in retrospect is not very far but when you uh, feel like that <laughs> that's a long way <laughs> <laughs> but when you've already done almost 70 miles the whole week and you know whatever that yeah. day you're like it's not that far, but when you feel right. that way, you're like, oh my gosh, that's so far, three miles, right. <laughs> to feel like this. And so I was like, I just have to, like, so I rolled my ink, my socks down to try and give my legs room to swell, and, like, that didn't help. That hurt even more, because then it was just, my feet were just swelling. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I'm just going to have to run with my shoes off. And so I gave... <laughs> what? <laughs> I gave stuff in my shoes, and I was just like, here. And I think... I think maybe he thought I was just going to do it for like 10 or 20 seconds. Yeah. I did the whole three miles without my shoes on. You must got like hobbit feet or something. Yeah, no, my feet were bleeding at the end. And yeah, I bet. So I was telling, we're running and I'm telling Ashley, I'm like, you know that feeling when you're at camp and you're playing basketball on the concrete? She's like, yeah. I'm like, that's how I feel right now. She's like, oh my gosh, no. And like she had Crocs on and I was like, oh, I wish I had my Crocs. And she's like, you could wear mine. But I was already just like so committed. Like I was just, I was already like I was running then by that point. I was able to run the whole thing then. Yeah. So I was already just like, no, I'm just focused on what I'm doing. In hindsight, I should put what should have put those on. Because I have. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I have like second degree burns on my feet right now. But. All right. Um, so yeah, I ran the whole thing without shoes and took my socks off and had bloodied stubs of feet by the end. And we had to like kind of loop around the parking lot a couple of times to get the right distance, but we hit 3.1 and I started sobbing like a baby and Stefan meddled me, gave me a little medal that he bought. <laughs> nice. And uh yeah, that <laughs> That wrapped up a year's worth of training. Wow. Sounds eventful. Yeah. Nonetheless. It was like, it was like, I feel like that was a big moment for me because I think back a year ago when I'm like, I would never do that. I would never swim through jellyfish to like finish. And like what I did was like such a minuscule comparison to that but it was your version yeah and it was like I've never felt that in me to be like I won't quit there's nothing that could stop me I could run without my socks on right now on this hot concrete and I would not stop like Mm -hmm. you would have to drag my dead body because I worked so hard Mm -hmm. that won't happen Mm -hmm. and so that was like a big moment for me to just know I had that in me so, yeah. 
I wouldn't have done that, so you got that on me. You would stop? If my feet... Well, first off, I wouldn't have ever considered running with my shoes off. <laughs> Especially on... Like, maybe if it was on grass the whole way. It wasn't. You know? But if, it, like, on asphalt, I'm assuming, no. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. I don't have any pride at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I... While I was running, I thought of the things because my Ironman got deferred to next May. So, like, your dad was asking me, um, he was like, so what's next? Like, are you still doing the one in May? I'm like, yeah, I'm still signed up for it. So I have another year of training that I get to do now. Um, So, like, while I was doing my race, I was thinking of the things like, okay, let's work on this this year. And, like, one of them (laughs) is, like, open water swimming. Like, right let's get better at running. Stefan was like, maybe we should hire like a coach for you to learn how to mm. run. Cause you don't have any technique. And I was like, Ouch. Mm. that's important though. It a is. lot of people, a lot of people just like go run. Yeah. But like proper form is really important. Yeah. Like that's part of why I don't run. Cause I have terrible <laughs> form and it, it hurts. It like it, hurt. it's it not great. No. Um, yeah. And I'm, I just shuffle my feet. I'm not an efficient runner. And with, an endurance sport you want to be as efficient as possible um so I have that and then I just thought things like my core I could tell was really weak um Mm. I mean having not been doing my workouts obviously it gets weak but like Mm -hmm. I could tell that would come in handy during when I'm tired like Mm -hmm. having a solid core and my hips are really weak now so it's nice now going into it having like a base like better base than I did last year and being able to like fine tune Mm. more specific things. Like instead of just learn to swim, (laughs) it's like learn to be an efficient open water swimmer or like learn how to not die on the run. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that's kind of my year and wrap up review. Yeah. Man. Well, I'm proud of you, man. I know you didn't, didn't end the way you wanted it to, but. You worked hard. I did. You worked harder than I have in the last year. My so. my watch is still like, no, you <laughs> Bro, need to you rest. Good? <laughs> yeah, like the it says my training status is overreaching, and I'm like, wow, you're so yeah. mean. I try to like make my watch proud of me, you know. So like <laughs> when I run, it tells me if it was like an efficient run or not, and it's like yeah. sometimes says like unproductive, and I'm like, what? <sighs> I get that a lot too. <laughs> and but hey, it's got to be pragmatic, right? If it was like your hype man, you wouldn't get anything out of yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. So I think it was proud of me. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, and I hit my goal. I My goal was um, to do it in like two hours or less on Saturday. And I did it in mm-hmm. two hours. So had I not have had the whole issue with my calves, I probably would have done it in less than. So nice. I'm proud. I'm happy with that. Yeah. It's out of my control. So I just, you do what you can, you know, you get it sure done. Thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So another year now of training. Yeah. Well, at least, uh, like you said, you can kind of, you got like the base layer out of the way. Yeah. You can kind of start to optimize everything. And by the time it's time to run the half, it'll be a breeze. Yeah. You'll be, you'll be going You'll be probably at that point going, not just like 
you'll be going for performance marks versus like I'm doing this because yeah. I just like want to do it. It won't you know? be like survive this. It'll be like, okay, let's see where I can excel now. Right. Yeah. Joanna was like, oh, we should like do this again sometime. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. And she said it like right. At- Ooh, so she came over for like to eat afterwards and I'm like hobbling because I cannot uh-huh. walk. And I'm like, how are you feeling? And she's like, I feel fine. I'm like, yeah, me too. Same. And she like left and I was like, okay, now that she's gone, I'm in so much pain. Right. <laughs> right. I was like, she's like, well, you've done five already. And I'm like, yeah, but like, you're kind of making That one was me- a killer. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. Well, every week, Jake and I do a go-to. And so now Jake can talk about his go-to. <laughs> <laughs> What's your go-to for this week? Uh, damn. <laughs> yeah, that whole time. I, keep, I know. And I was stare, I was seriously staring at it for most of that time trying to think of something. <laughs> but um, uh, you want to go? Okay. Why don't you go? My go-to this week is shoes. Um. Oh my god, shoes. <laughs> oh my god, shoes. Um, but yes. The only reason is because they are good for your feet and you should take care yeah. of your feet because my feeties are sad now. Your dogs are barking. My dogs are barking. <laughs> <laughs> my dogs are dead. Dead dog. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Shoes are good, man. I love shoes. I do sometimes lift with my shoes off, though. I do I'm too. Doing deadlift. That's good before for your I feet. Got, like, before I got proper, like, shoes for lifting yeah i don't do that anymore but i used to because it's better yeah it's actually (laughs) good for your feet to lift sometimes without it because it strengthens those bottom muscles of your Mm -hmm. feet helps you stabilize yeah and i felt like on deadlift like the shoes that i had were so worn out in a specific way that i was like straining um weird parts of my knees Mm -hmm. and this was back like a a few months ago where i was like really pushing my deadlift Mm -hmm. like a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> like the most i've ever deadlift before in my life i don't really do it that heavy anymore are you gonna like yeah, low-key drop the number or uh my max was 415 oh yeah just like cool 415 it's not even that much in terms of like people that lift as much as i do it should be higher but i mean like i can't do that no, I can't run an Ironman, so I have yet to do it though. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't run uh, three miles with my shoes off, that's for sure. Um <laughs> uh, my go to this week is chips and salsa. Just because that's like <clears throat> really when I'm craving a snack, that's what I crave. And I've not very intentionally been uh skipping lunch for like the last two weeks just because my meal prep has not existed the last couple of weeks yeah. just because my life has gotten in the way. Yeah. <clears throat> this is actually the first time in like two years that I haven't been consistently meal prepping. Do you feel like out um, of place without it? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really have to decide what I'm going to. So instead of meal prepping, I was like, I was smart. I didn't just go buy like frozen pizzas. I bought frozen chicken breasts yeah. and like pre-made like brats and stuff that I could put just like throw in the air fryer, you know, yeah. it's like poor man's or like lazy man's meal prepping. Yeah. So I don't have a bunch of options laying around yeah. still. So I don't have the decision fatigue. <laughs> it's still just like the, the effort of having to do it. Um, 
that's a bummer. But because I've been skipping lunch every day, I sort of like make up all of my calories at night, which I don't really recommend, but it's just something that I have been doing. Um, so my treat to myself has been like chips, mm-hmm. like tortilla chips and salsa and stuff. Cause, uh, I don't know. I don't really get down with like normal potato chips. I don't really crave that kind of stuff. Cannot or like really. chips and salsa. Yeah. Have you tried the, um, are they called siete chips or I think that's what they're called. No. Um, I've just tried them. That should be my go-to actually. Siete chips. What, I think. What's special about them? Well, they're gluten-free. That's not why I tried them i just tried them because i saw someone had them and i was like those look cool because they have Mm. good packaging (laughs) Mm. and they were actually really good Mm. they because sometimes when i eat like a lot of chips and salsa because you know i'm not trying to just eat like a few chips and salsa no there's no No. way i feel kind of really bloaty from it and these i don't feel that way they're kind of light so i don't know let's like throw it in the mix see if you like them you know I have to give them a shot. Yeah. That was a Yeah, my my favorite are the on the border oh, restaurant style chips. Yeah. Or whatever it's called. Yeah. On the border. Uh that was something else yeah. that I was thinking of this week was because I had so much other stuff to think about. I was like, I wore the exact same thing every single day because uh-huh. I was like, I don't want to make any decisions. And I kept thinking uh-huh. about how convenient it was. And Telling you, man. I mean, people at the Y were like, what? Because I was like wearing the same <laughs> outfit like every day to the pool. And I was like, yep. man, it's just so nice though. I just had it all laid out. And I was like, I just knew what to grab, when to grab it. And yeah. when you're tired like that, you don't want to make decisions. Yeah. Well, my, my go-to last week was those J. Crew shorts. Yeah. And I have basically worn those every day. <laughs> I'm about to buy three more pairs of all the same colors just so like I have a clean pair for every day of the yeah. week. Yeah. It's like the way you live, man. So smart. Yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't do very many smart things, but that's like the thing that I can hang my hat on. Is, is the decision the fatigue? Minimalism. Yeah. 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 Right yeah. on. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, that is going to do it for this episode of Relatively Relatable. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and write a review of our show if you haven't already. To stay connected with us, you can find us on Instagram at Relatively Relatable. Thanks Pod. for listening, and we'll see you next time.